Welcome to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiva, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of influence with you. Every day, your gifted episodes, see what I did there, to help you become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best kept industry secrets to creating an online presence worth remembering. It's really like having a momager on speed dial. So let's dive into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I need your help with something, bestie. Okay. Currently, Kindly Gifted is at 16,000 streams. It is also in Spotify's top 15% most streamed podcasts. And you did that. You did that. You did that. Okay? I want you to say, I did that. Because you did that. That's what you did. Look what you did. And I am so grateful. If I could reach out and hug you, I would. So just know I'm sending that energy to you. Now I need your help to fucking dominate these charts. Okay? We're trying to go to top five, top one percent marketing podcasts on Spotify, on Apple. Let's let them know this show is bussing. Okay, so how can you help me do that? When you get a sec, follow the show or subscribe if you listen on Apple, which like I think 70 percent of y'all do. (laughs) Um, Drop your rating for the show. If you want to write a review, I would greatly appreciate that. It is not required, but greatly appreciated. So follow the show or subscribe and drop your rating. That helps us climb the ratings. Okay. Um, it also helps us get bigger guests and sponsors, um, so that I can continue showing up with daily episodes. Cause I don't know how long I'll be able to do that. I told myself for a year, so that will be in July, (laughs) but Hey, maybe we can keep it going even longer. Um, so I would greatly appreciate your help in dominating the marketing podcast charts. Um, and thank you for listening, for sharing with people that you think may love it for subscribing and following, for the reviewing if you've already done so, for DMing me your thoughts on your favorite episodes. I greatly appreciate um, everything that you have done to make this podcast what it is. Um, And if you can continue to help us take it further, I would be even more grateful. So anyways, let's get into this episode before I get a little too sappy, okay? Let's talk about content recycling. Because this was a hot topic years ago. And by years ago, I mean maybe five or six. But like in marketing, that's eons, right? Um, this was a really hot topic. And it's kind of evolved into a few different avenues, which I'll talk about. So content recycling means, and this is what it meant like when, it, when this idea first started being used by brands and agencies, it's... We posted something six months ago. Let's take that same asset and repost it today. Um, This was a common practice for a brand I used to work for, um, which was a bridal label. And a lot of our content, the brand was big. um, And a lot of our content became, um, well, 
UGC, but not like paid media content creator created UGC, but like bridal photos, like literally photos generated by a user on the internet that we had permission to repost, not stuff that we like commissioned out. Okay. Just want to clarify. It's a little different, but we would get brides that would submit photos to us of them in their wedding dress that they bought from the company and we would post them. And sometimes we weren't getting, you know, unless it was like, you know, bridal season or maybe like, I don't know, I want to say like four or five months after bridal season was over when photographers were submitting their edited photos to brides and then brides were sending them to us. There were parts of the year where we wouldn't really get bridal photos that often. So we had to use things that we had already posted from our bank of photos um, in Google Drive. And yes, these things were already shared on social media, maybe like six months ago, two months ago, but we had to repost them because we just didn't have new bridal content for that time. So that was content recycling, like literally taking an existing asset, doing literally nothing to it and reposting it. Um, and usually some time has to go by, obviously, um, for that to kind of leave people's memory or for it to not feel redundant. Um, content recycling was a very, in this format was a very popular strategy used by brands, especially brands that did rely on a lot of UGC. Um, and it was funny to me because like ad agencies hated that concept because in the ad and still to this day, I'm not even kidding to this day, you have ad agencies that will be like, everything needs to be custom. God forbid people remember that we posted this bitch. They won't. (laughs) You think your content is sitting in people's frontal lobe, like just waiting to be remembered? No. Do you know how remembering content works? Here's how it works. You and me having a conversation about something. Oh my God, that thing that you just said triggered me to remember a meme that was posted seven years ago. I bring that meme up. Had you not mentioned whatever the fuck it is you said that triggered me to think of that meme that was posted seven years ago, I probably wouldn't have. That's how remembering things works on a very basic level. So like if you, I understand ad agencies are very emotionally invested into the, the craft and also ad professionals, especially older ones were taught that like everything needs to be like executionally perfect because you were working on a billboard or a print ad where like it really does need to be of a different level of craft than like social media. Um, And so they kind of carry over that thinking and copy and paste that thinking into social media. And then what ends up happening is you end up burning out all of your creative talent that's working for you because they're creating customized assets for like every single post on social media that you're going to be posting. It doesn't need to be like that. It can be templatized, which maybe now the views on that are kind of like more acceptable. Even when I was working for some ad agencies like two years ago, templatized content was like a no-go you pitch let's make templatized content of this of these ideas so that we make things more efficient people are like oh people are going to remember that template no bitch they're not trust me ask yourself the last time you remembered what uh wendy's posted on twitter hmm and it's probably gonna take you a while to remember so Nobody remembers brand content like that or anybody's content like that. It's not sitting at the frontal lobe, just waiting, 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 waiting. 
to be remembered. It doesn't work that way. So if you wanted to repost something that you posted from a while ago, why not? Especially if it was like a good, per a top performer. That was the other thing that brands used to do a lot. And creators also. Um, before the video thing, creators specifically photo creators would take photos that performed really, really, really well. And if they didn't have content, they would like repost that well-performing photo. That was a very common strategy. Now you see that more so of like people creating new pages strictly for reposting things. For example, Logan Paul has an, a TikTok page. I think it's also an Instagram called Impulsive Clips. He has a podcast called Impulsive by Logan Paul. And it just, it's, he reposts some of these podcast clips on his own personal pages, but then he has a separate page dedicated to reposting these clips as well. And they are constant, like you would not remember when each of these was posted. If you saw it again, chicken shop date reposts things all the time. And actually what they do with content recycling is they'll take clips from all these interviews and they'll like create, I don't know, um, which, which of these guests gave me the most, the most romantic compliment and she'll like include like Jack Harlow, Matt Healy, Burna Boy, and like Rosalia and of them giving compliments to Amelia, who's the host. And it's just like a compilation. So that's still, you're still recycling existing assets. You're just compiling them into like more so a compilation of a similar concept. Um, so you can, there's different ways of, of doing it now where maybe it doesn't feel so like we took an asset that we posted three months ago and we just literally clicked repost. Um, so you, you have to be a little bit more creative in the way that you do recycle content. I think it's actually, you, you should be, but not because people are going to remember. It's just like, it helps you maybe actually create new ideas and think of different ways of like presenting content. Um, which brings me to my next point of, of where content recycling has kind of evolved to. I would argue that content recycling is now kind of like A-B testing. So for example, A-B testing is very common in, in like the newsletter realm, right? You change the subject lines. Maybe you add an emoji to one subject line. You didn't add an emoji to the other one. Maybe you change the designs of the emails and set, sent two separate emails to two separate sectors of your target audience um, or of, of your subscribers rather. In the content realm, A-B testing would be something like this. You posted a three-minute video, it didn't perform as well. Which, by the way, sidebar, if you're not a very well-known content creator, long-form videos are not going to perform as well. It's just, like, a known fact. Why? Because people don't know you. They have no really incentive to, like, listen to you for three minutes. So you got to work a little harder if you're going to post long-form videos. Um as like somebody who's not well known. And if you like creating long form videos on TikTok or Reels, please keep doing them because you like them. Eventually, like that passion will rub off on your viewers, right? But it just takes longer than if like Alex Earl posted a three minute video. So I just wanna bring that in, into light. Um, but let's say you posted a three minute video, it didn't perform as well, you think you need to shorten it. Take that exact video, shorten it to 60 seconds, repost it. Let's say it still didn't perform. Now you're like, okay, I think it's something with the visuals. Let's change up the visuals. Let's add a little more color grading. Maybe we'll do some transitions, da, 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 da. Okay, and I'm gonna edit it down to 45 seconds, repost. Oh, great, this performed. Fuck, what is it that did it? Is it the color grading? Is it the visuals? Is it the fact that it's 45 seconds? I don't know, let me look at the comments. Were people commenting a lot on the visuals? Oh, they were. They said that they really liked 
the way that I edited it this time. Oh, and they specifically liked the transitions. Cool. That's what resonated. So again, you posted the same, literally the same asset, just redid the execution. It's kind of like in dining. And I don't know why I'm bringing this up because I'm not a chef, but it's kind of like in, in dining, you have a recipe, right? And you just change the plating. It's the same recipe. It can be plated two different ways. And one of them you might gravitate towards more than the other. So that's kind of how this works. So I'd argue that content recycling has now kind of been turned into A-B testing. Um, and I think you should do it. And I think the only times that you're going to devote yourself to A-B testing your content is not, like Gary Vee says, for every single piece of content. Girl, ain't nobody gonna do that. The only times you are really going to A-B test is for things that you're super passionate about or for things that you really think people should know, which again, are usually things that you're super passionate about. A-B testing can also be really helpful in helping you figure out if you are a content creator or an influencer. I've had so many friends of mine who are content creators realize that the reason the influencing thing wasn't working out was because they hated the influencing thing. They didn't like selling stuff. They didn't want to work with brands on a direct ROI basis, you know, driving people to a link, and then they had to convert, and then da, da, da. They, didn't, they didn't want to do that. They just wanted to be paid to create content. So because they like the editing or the post-production or that kind of stuff more than, you know, uh, let me sell you something on behalf of a brand. Um, so that can also be helpful in, in helping you figure that out. It can also help you find your voice. It can help you find your visual style um, by taking some, an asset that you created that you really like and testing it in, in terms of presenting it in different ways. And you can even get really nuanced with A-B testing. You can do... Take an idea, re-record it with a script. Um, or you can re-record it and you are not in the camera frame at all. You are like acting as a voiceover. Or maybe you are in frame, but you're not speaking, but you did a voiceover over it with the same script that you did from the original video. So you can kind of do it in different ways. It doesn't have to be recycling the same asset. You can just take that concept and present it in different ways executionally also. So that's a little bit more nuanced. But yeah, so I would, I would say content recycling kind of has now turned into A-B testing. And then, of course, you have content remixing, which is similar to recycling, but not quite in the sense that you start by filming a long YouTube video or writing a blog post or writing a newsletter or recording a podcast. Then you take that and you turn that into tweets, reels, TikToks, LinkedIn posts, blog posts, whatever. And that's the Gary Vee strategy of like, it's called content remixing. And then we have the new thing, well, or where a lot of attention from creators and a lot of funds from brands is going to is seriesification. And if you want to hear more about that, that's episode 168. Um, series basically in kind of a TLDR format is you created a great example. Let me fucking use an example. Um, the guy that asks people on the street how much they pay in rent and then gets a tour of their apartment. Series. And it's also kind of easy to do because you're not recycling a single idea. You're recycling a concept, right? You're substituting different people every time. You're going to different apartments every time. So even though the concept remains the same, um, it feels different every time because 
you're talking to new people each and every time. The guy that also interviews people about like how much money they make and like what rapper they would hang out with for a day is the same fucking, it's basically the same fucking concept every time, but it feels different because he's having different conversations. There are different people. He's wearing different outfits there. And also the, 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 the point isn't really about him. It's more so the people talking and that's where it feels different. The people he's interviewing. So even though the concept is the same from video to video, it feels different because the attention is on a different person every single time. The attention isn't really even on the interviewer. Um, So those types of videos are like really uh, kind of more so first thought examples of seriesification. But then in episode 168, my guest Tinashe talks about uh, a creator that he works with named Justin Schmidt. And he did like a, a tour across the country with a brand partner where he was giving money to people um, with Cash App. So like, there's also that. Mr. Beast is a great example of seriesification. It's stunt content, right? Same kind of concept, but it feels different because they're doing a different stunt or they're doing a different thing every single time. Um, so seriesification is, is I, I think honestly, also where most of the money is going to be invested into because if you can establish a proof of concept that it's worked for you on on your own and it's generated a lot of engagement, whatever that metric is that's, you know, that you want to highlight, whether that's views or comments or shares or saves or whatever. Um, then from there, you can bring that to a brand and be like, look, look what I already did by doing this series by myself. Do you want to invest into it? Let's do, you know, a world tour. Let's do a podcast now or let's whatever. Um, but I think honestly, this evolution really started from content recycling, where you were recycling the same asset and then it it turned into you getting getting an idea and and just switching that idea up every, every single time without changing it really too much, without changing the skeleton too much, more so changing the the players in the idea or the settings or the editing or what have you. Um but I just thought this was really interesting to bring up because content recycling is still happening. I would argue that content recycling is happening more so for like podcasters, um, any type of business creators, um, if it's on the creator side. And of course, brands, obviously, because at that point, it's like creating assets is, you know, it can you just might not have any new assets for something. So you have to recycle things in a way that feels new and fresh. Um, or literally just repost it. But yeah, I thought this was interesting and and hopefully this will will inspire some maybe switch-ups for you and your content strategy as well. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure you follow me on TikTok at Kate Mob for more creative secrets from the internet's momager. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.